welcome back to another episode of Namaste Bitches. It's Abigail here, and today on the podcast, we have the very funny Sophie Hagen. She is a stand up comedian from Denmark, now living in London, and she is also a fat activist. So let's get right into it and hear her piece of advice. So, what is your did Did you think about a piece of advice? I forgot. To oh, ask. I've thought of nothing else. <laughs> okay, <laughs> I believe you. Uh, what's your piece of advice? Okay, it is. You, I, I really wanted to phrase it in like a really cool way. Like both Pierre and Juliet had like a really <laughs> nice little catchy thing, and I couldn't. Uh, I think it's you. You already have everything you need. Mm-hmm. You, like you. The body can do wonderful things. Like the body already knows what it wants. Like when it craves, I'm the worst example of this working, by the way, which is why it's a bit weird. Mm-hmm. I have a be- my best friend. She's, I mean, she's like no one I've ever met because she, she's never watched TV or AdWords or anything. So she's not really doesn't read ladies women's magazines or anything like that. So she's not um, affected by you know the outside world mm-hmm. and how you know you're meant to look and be and behave. And she, when, whenever she eats, which you you do three times a day, don't you? Yeah. <laughs> Sometimes more, let's be honest. I know. Uh, she'll go to the supermarket and she'll like close her eyes and then feel in her body like, what do I want to eat today? And then she's like, oh, blueberries. And then she'll buy blueberries and then she'll like sit in the sun and then have blueberries, you know, what, and feeling like how they taste and how they feel in her body. And then when she's full, she'll just stop eating the blueberries. Like this kind of mythical creature. Like this doesn't exist. Wow. I know. That takes a lot of time, I feel like. It, it would if <laughs> you, you know what I mean. To learn that, that yeah. would. But that's, in my head, that's been the ideal. Uh, that's that's the ideal is to live in this, uh, to be able to go, what do I, what does what my, because your body will tell you what it needs. If mm-hmm. you manage to shut up your, that was my other phrasing of the advice was to say, I'll be honest, you still haven't quite said the advice yet. Yeah, I have. Yeah, you okay. have everything you need. Okay. Right, that was the... Okay, that's you have, the... You already okay, have, you have everything you need. All right. All right. I know it's, the other phrasing I was, I was going to use was, listen to your body, not your mind. I that's so hard. I, oh, yeah, this is impossible. This is almost impossible. But that's what I'm aiming towards is to not, you know, because... You know, your mind is the one that counts calories, and that's the one that goes, I should look like this, I shouldn't have this, I shouldn't da-da-da-da. And that's also the one that goes, ooh, I want McDonald's, because that's what's been imprinted into your mind. Mm-hmm. You can, you want McDonald's, it's the best thing in the world. Where your body is the one that tells you, ooh, no, McDonald's, that makes me feel bad. Mm-hmm. And I really want blueberries. Yeah. And that's when you start being able to live this, like, opening s- sequence of uh beauty and the beast where she just runs through the village like da, da, da. <laughs> i'm fine yeah yeah wow um is it do i know your friend no no, no. no okay no, no, no. No. she's in denmark okay living in a little mansion in the woods of course she i is. know i know she's <laughs> I, I picture it like thatch roof you know no, no idea a thatch roof oh. which is like uh a straw roof yeah like i yeah. basically basically yeah a disney princess yeah before she meets the prince. Oh, yeah. I bet birds sing to her. Oh, yeah. yeah. No, no, she, she does feel like she can talk to animals, but that's yeah. a whole other thing, a whole other part of her. She's so in touch with... Like, and then she, like, she dances when she wants to, so she'll just, like... So she is, like... She does live up to the, the I guess, like, ideal of how you should look and what you should eat, but she doesn't do it because she's been reading lots of uh, books about how to lose weight. She's just living according to how her body 
thrives the best mm-hmm. so she feels like dancing she'll dance for a few hours or 15 minutes or whatever and it's just how she lives because that's just what she feels like doing so you i think your body and mind will tell you what what's good best for you yeah but i think the mind very often will just crush that and then you'll base it on all other sorts of well i think what you were saying the mind it i mean because we're bombarded by so many what we should do by the outside mm. world and then on top of it habits for me yeah yeah um how do you apply this to your everyday life well i've i've had to acknowledge that i'll never ever ever have a normal relationship with food i can never achieve what she has because my whole life is I've, i was on a diet from i was seven years right. old so well six years old so i was 22 I'm guessing your parents put you on that diet. Well, it was, uh, yeah, because I lived partly with my mom and partly with my grandparents. Uh, <clears throat> and my grandfather was a bit of a psychopath. And he had this fun thing he'd do where he'd buy me something like a cake, for example. And then he'd like, I bought this cake for you because I love you. And you will eat it if you love me. <laughs> nice, isn't it? And then I'd go, oh, yay, cake. And then he'd put down like a magazine where the front cover would be like the fattest woman in the world. And then you'd go, oh, by the way, never look like that enjoy your cake that's sort of like mind fuck oh, can i swear on this yeah I'll yeah, yeah. This. like really mind fuck the whole thing was just eat eat everything on your plate because your grandmother cooked it for you because she loves you yeah so so i was a fucked up child then my sister came when i was five and she was uh, severely underweight and uh, almost died because she was so underweight oh wow and uh and so they the doctor told my mom who's a single parent poor poor single parent they told her she has to eat lots of fatty food. And she was so poor and had so little time and she couldn't... And at the same time, the doctor said that I was becoming overweight, which I was, but fuck off. You know, it's a child. Mm-hmm. You know, they'll play it off. Uh, so my mom had to choose to do fatty foods or, you know, to put me on a diet. And then it would, you know... And of course, she told my sister because my sister was sick. So yeah. so she, so she, I was, like, raised with lots of fatty foods mm-hmm. and, uh, and then had that... Oh, well, then you'll just have to lose weight in some magical way because that was still put over my head. Yeah. So, sorry. I was, I was on a diet for... I recently uh, looked in my mother's basement. I found 36 diet books. Whoa. 36 diet books. Is your mom a big girl as well? Not at all. Okay. Not at all. My mom eats like a mouse. Like mm-hmm. She eats nothing. She hates food. Because of the whole thing that happened with my sister and me, she just started hating food, everything that had to do with food. Because no matter what she did, she'd feel like a bad parent. So she hates food. Like, she never cooks. Mm-hmm. Um, so she, she's just, like, the most normal body you can imagine. Like, completely not skinny, not fat, just pff, yeah. the most average uh, weight. So she doesn't care. It's never been a problem for her. But she was So she had to raise us like that and... So so she she was, and I wanted to lose weight and she didn't know about <laughs> she didn't know about body acceptance. What? Yeah. Uh, so she she was helping me lose weight uh, and it wasn't until I turned twenty twenty two I think that I discovered this whole that there was a fat activist movement there was yeah, a was body a, acceptance movement that this was a thing. We talked about that before the podcast came on and I don't know if you could hear me be like so you're a like, I didn't want to say fat <laughs> activist because fat is such a, a yeah. demonized word. Yes. That I was like, I don't know. Can I call, can I say fat? Am I allowed to say it? <laughs> yeah. But, but saying, using fat is, is, is such a nice thing because it, it is, uh, re- is it called reclaiming? Yeah, reclaiming the word. Because mm-hmm. it is like, if you say I'm fat, people will go, no, 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 no. Oh, you're not fat. You're not fat. It's stupid. It's like saying I'm a brunette. People go, no, 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 no. No, you're blonde. You're totally blonde. Yeah. yeah I'm, t- I'm a brunette. Like, it's a descriptive. 
it's as bad as someone saying I'm black. You go, no, 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 no. You're white. Don't worry. You're not black. <laughs> like it, it's so wrong to put that in a descriptive word that just right. tells you what size you are. Or that thing where you're like, I'm fat. And someone goes, you're fine. <laughs> no, you're beautiful. Even though, though you're, you're fat. Fa- yeah. yeah. <laughs> For a fat girl, you're re- you have pre- pretty face. Well, yeah, you, you've talked about that. You've blogged uh, on your, on your, uh, blog account and for the Huffington Post and do you write for the standard issue or did I make that up no I write for the standard issue you do write for the standard issue yeah about people's reaction to you being a big girl and I like the fact that you 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 say no I'm fat and I look good yeah instead of instead of but but yeah, yeah I like that a lot and yeah how how often do people give you a hard time for your weight Oh, it's 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 kind of a because you're different... a, you're a big girl, uh, but you're not like, in my opinion, you're not someone <laughs> who's like, oh, I'm worried for Sophie, you know, because <laughs> there no, are some I people mean... who aren't taking care of themselves, and then yeah, there's well, just I... some people who are bigger or smaller than the other. Yeah, I, I think I think no matter what size you are, people should you know you, I know you agree with this. People should leave you the fuck alone, no yeah. matter what. Uh, but I know what you mean. I'm not. Uh, I'm not about to die tomorrow, kind of. Hopefully, oh, that would be that would be a good podcast, wouldn't it? <laughs> Sophie's last words. I'm not going to die tomorrow. <laughs> top of the charts. <laughs> uh, yeah, but I get because it's there's, there's, there are levels of it. So there's the you know the shouting in the street, which happens fairly often. I don't usually hear it because I have headphones in, but I know that every time I don't have headphones in, listening to music usually something will come so i imagine it's there as well when i have them in mm-hmm. um you know that'll be like usually like friday saturday night when people are drunk that's the most normal thing but it will just be you know uh like comments like you know like ladies like dragging their kids away going you don't want to look like that really yeah, oh yeah, yeah yeah uh stuff like that so there'll be like the the comments are like should you should should you have and, this and because this is a podcast just for our listeners uh miss sophie hagen is a very well-dressed beautiful woman i just want to throw that out there i just want to throw that out like there. To put emphasis on woman uh, <laughs> she's a woman uh no, look, look me up there's pictures of me yeah. online i put them all out there uh, uh yeah so i get those coming but then those i think that, that's just you know those, those people are dickheads and yeah. i know why they say the things they say like we've all you know we've we know why they think that we're but they're just stupid so they can't process emotions mm-hmm. so uh but then there's the worst ones are you know like family and they mm. go like my my uh, what's uh, my uncle called my mom and said, uh, "Is it difficult that Sophie's in like on television because uh, she must be so ashamed because of her size, like that sort of thing?" Oh. Or like he basically said, "No matter how successful she becomes, she'll still be fat." So, so there's those where it's like it's kind of shielded as like, "Oh, it's because I care for you," like uh like um uh, like men that's that's way a, that's to take a, funny a successful one. moment and just chop it in <laughs> yeah, half exactly. wow look at you there on tv with all with all that stomach <laughs> fuck my stomach i'm on tv <laughs> uh, men men are the funniest thing because men have this well there's a bit of like male entitlement as well where they go hey you know i actually i actually really like big girls like, why i why? get that too i get i get um i'll have people uh, tell me that they're like, I think you're beautiful. And I'm like, thank you. And they're like, I actually, I don't even like skinny girls. And it just reads as, you're yeah. welcome. Yeah. And I'm like, really? Yeah. Really? Yeah, yeah. Like, yeah. And it's, it's not like, oh, but it's like the super hot model guys who say it. It's everyone. Even yeah. the ones where I go, 
yeah, well, I don't usually go for people with one tooth in their forehead, but, you yeah. know, for you, I'll make an exception. <laughs> <laughs> it's always, I love it when men do it. Like, there's this guy who, who texted me, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm engaged to be married, but I just really want to try a big girl before I get married. Why would I, why would I? But they say with, like, the assumption that you'll be like, <gasps> really? Me? me? <laughs> uh. Oh, I get to try sex? Oh, my God. <laughs> uh. Yeah, I um, because uh, Sophie and I are both uh, stand-up comedians. I see it a lot in when I do new material nights with newer comics when they talk when uh, young guys get up and talk about having to having to have sex with fat women, oh, and I'm just yeah. like, you know, you're ugly. Like, <laughs> like I don't know you what the women you. you you look like have. You know, I don't know what exactly they look like, but you know. <laughs> You don't deserve anything. <laughs> but just because of that attitude. I yeah. did one of my favorite, favorite, you know, like, this is going to sound like, well, it is going to sound like bragging because it is bragging. Mm. But it was also just luck. Mm. You know, when you do a gig and the universe comes together and it's mm. just like, this is the best moment of my life. I can never recreate this. There's a guy on before me. I think I know his name. I'm not going to say because it was years ago. It's probably changed. Hopefully changed. He played the ukulele <clears throat> and he was singing about like, oh, so my girlfriend and I broke up and it's really good because she was fat. And they did all these little horrible jokes about uh, it was embarrassing being with a fat girl because something, something. And like lots of, lots of horrible, horrible, fat phobic comments. And I had to follow him straight after. The MC went up and said, and now, Sophie Hagen. And it was just, I remember Evelyn Muck, another comedian was there and she just looked at me and she was like, what are you going to do? <laughs> and I went up and it's, it's not the most PC comment I've ever made. Um, I went up and I said, yeah, I just broke up with my boyfriend because he kept playing this stupid little gay guitar. <laughs> That's awesome. And it was just, I was like, because they were on my side because they also thought it was horrible for yeah. him to say those things. It was just such a perfect, like, yes, take it back. I had one in Denmark where a comedian, uh, huge cunt, uh, I'm not going to say his name, his name is Chiele Weirup. He went up and he uh, did the story, the sad story. He went up with like a beer and he was like, okay, never told this story before it's uh it's really uh okay i'm just gonna say it okay so i was really really drunk and then he told tell this long long story which basically ends with him having sex with a fat girl he was like yeah but i was really drunk and oh my god i can't believe i've shared this uh what and i was just like what's happening <laughs> why are you laughing yeah what's going on why is that uh, in my head i was like you've tried to sleep with me three years ago why are you telling this as if it's like a you were trying really hard you weren't that drunk three years ago when it when you almost fucked me oh wow and then this poor girl it was just you see those jokes every night whenever you see someone and that's always a fat joke and the worst ones i think is when it's the fat people who go yeah i know i should lose weight you just want to hug them and go no you don't have to mm -hmm. it's not you're not you don't have to apologize for your size you don't have to tell them don't worry i'm about to lose weight so that's Sophie Hagen so far, and um, I'm very excited to announce, by the way, as far as Namaste Bitches admin goes, we now have a Facebook group called Namaste Bitches Podcast. If you want to join it, me and some members have embarked on a five-day meditation challenge where we're all, I think there's five of us involved, Francesca, Stacy, Anders, uh, Ronald, and my sister Allison, and me. So we're all going to try to meditate for 10 minutes a day for five days, starting today. I think I'll do my meditation right after this. Um, but yeah, join the Facebook group. It'll have updates about 
podcasts. I'll link in interest, interesting articles that either guests have written or that I find on the internet. And we'll try to do little challenges together and kind of create a wellness community. So if you want to join that, that's Namaste Bitches on Facebook. Sorry, Namaste Bitches Podcast on Facebook. So please check it out and uh, join in. And if you want to get in on the challenge, the meditation challenge, join up. Oh, and Simon. Simon Kane is also in the challenge. And thank you guys all for playing along and thank you for listening. Now let's get back to the podcast with Sophie Hagen, where in this section we start to talk about different types of eating disorders and how you should value mental health as well as physical health. All right, here we go. Do you ever feel like um, you want to lose weight? You've, you've caught me in a really funny time about that because I have gallbladder issues. Okay. So I'm actually on a really strict like surgery diet okay. at the moment. And it's making me a bit sad because I will lose weight from this until I get the surgery, which, which won't be for months. So I have to live on this strict, uh, like basically only vegetables and uh, chicken. Okay. Diet. And yeah. Fruit. Uh, so I am going to lose weight and it's, it's hard. It's really hard for me because it's been such a, like I will, I'll always have an eating disorder. I'll mm. always have an eating disorder. It's just, it doesn't go away because well, maybe when I'm like 40, 50, but so far it's been no, it doesn't. 20, 20. <laughs> I mean, my mom's 60. It doesn't go away. That's exactly, but it doesn't feel like it will. Yeah. That's what I said. Like I'll never have a normal relationship to food. So it is weird having to restrict it because every like I loved going on um, Instagram. There's a hashtag. It's hilarious. Don't go on there if you have an eating disorder. It's called Eat Clean, which is like a nice concept of you know don't eat processed foods. So I go mm-hmm. on there to find like salad and stuff that I can eat that looks good and I can I want to mm-hmm. taste. But some of these images, some of these, it's basically the new inspiration. It's like <laughs> unless you're dead, you're not finished exercising. Like, Whoa. Whoa. It's like one of them was uh, rest day. Where's my rest muscle and how can I train it? <laughs> like, oh my God. And so people don't acknowledge that orthorexia and uh, binge eating disorder are also mm-hmm. eating disorders. We don't, they're not really acknowledged because it's like, oh, but orthorexia looks good. She looked like the orthorexia is obsession anorexia? with no obsession with uh, obsession with uh, training and uh, eating healthy. Oh, I didn't know that had a word. Exactly. Yeah. No one. Yeah. I have that. <laughs> oh like, wait, well that's like, a, let's like, talk about that. Now, that now that you mentioned it, I'm like oh no that's a, uh, <laughs> uh, no but ah oh, that's so interesting no but that is definitely I what I do what my habit is or my bad habit is I uh, set myself up uh, I throw all my toys out of the pram as as Pierre <laughs> Novelli said because what I'll do is I'll be like all right I'm gonna like I used to be a lot more flexible than I am now. I'm like, I need my flexibility back. So here's what I'll do. I'll run every morning for six miles. And then at 4.30, I'll take a 90-minute yoga class. And that's not really sustainable. No. If I want to tell jokes <laughs> and work on my career. Yeah. <laughs> like, if all I had to do all the time was work out, it'd be great. But that's not how life works. Yeah. But, yeah. So I have a what – I, what I constantly do is I'm like, I can – I can work out twice a day. That won't be hard. And then I'll do it for like three days and be like, why do I feel so horrible? Yeah. yeah. Well, um, but at least you can stop. I think the, the, the people with like severe orthorexia, it's, you know, you, you've seen, you see them because they're being 
you know, promoted on front covers of magazines because mm. they have all the muscles in all the right places and they do all the right things. And but it's still bodybuilders. Yeah. That's what that's who you're really takes, talking about. Oh, but that's the thing. As soon as, as soon as they start getting paid for it, then you can't call an eating disorder anymore. Mm. Then it's a job. Hmm. Uh, but it is whenever something t- like whenever it becomes an obsession and like an addiction, that's when it gets. So binge eating disorder is like the most unattractive one yeah. uh, in in the comments because uh, it's cause that's just where you it's bulimia without the throwing up basically. Yeah. So you eat and eat. I used to try. I have to, I had to explain it to. Um, some Did of my you friends. were you a binge eater at one point? Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Oh yeah, because I can never. I can't really have a normal. Like I, I, I could never have like a, a one size of pizza, because my whole body would would just not. I could just mm-hmm. can't. Just can't. Yeah. Um, uh, so I would, but it's I've I've I, now I eat. Well, before I had to go on this horrible diet thing, just you know, just eat shitty food. But the the thing is, you need to, and people don't do this. You need to value mental health as much as physical health. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of people who are physically healthy who are mentally fucked up. Yeah, and the other way around, like there the are people who are just completely, and that's what that's what I had to. I've basically had to choose. If I want to be normal in my head, if mm-hmm. my mental health is good, or if I want to be physically, because it's not going to go together. It's never going to go together. Mm-hmm. And body acceptance is what, so because I ended up at the psychiatric institution. So because of all of this, because I was taught to. You are my uh, second guest. I know. Yeah, I just listened I to Juliet. I was like, oh my God, I'm going <laughs> to, it's a totally hack. <laughs> Her story was way better than mine. <laughs> Um, I think I knew I knew this about you, but I've I've since forgotten it. So can you tell us why you were? Oh were yeah, you, well, did you I, get sectioned in Denmark? Uh, I was. I almost did. I had a special arrangement with them uh, because I was so young. So they were very like. How old were you? Uh, so I must have been sixteen. Yeah, sixteen, maybe. Yeah, sixteen, sixteen. Uh, so and I, I was cutting myself mm-hmm. in the around my wrist area. It doesn't matter where I was cut. I cut myself, uh, and. Uh, so I went in and I was, I was I was quite a bright 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 teenager. I was quite clever. So I'm, I I knew why I was doing it and I explained to the psychiatrist. I was like, okay, because I went to the, uh, the emergency department, which is where they decide if you get to, if you have to be forcefully um, put in there or if you can leave. Uh, so I explained everything. So I'm like, I know why this is happening. I know this and this and this in my childhood. This and this and this. And I know I have to see someone and get help. So he let me go, but I got to come back like without being like section and without so that it wouldn't be in my papers okay cool so that was basically what they like my psychologist i was sober for nine years and she never officially diagnosed me Mm. because she didn't want it to be in my papers what happens if it's in your papers i'm not quite sure she was just like you're too young you don't want this in there i don't know who's gonna check i don't know yeah i was in job interviews or something they can't look at it i don't think they they can i think it might be like if uh if i want to join the army maybe yeah or, uh, or maybe you don't get certain benefits on the NHS or you do. Because yeah, in America, maybe. if you're diagnosed with something, this is why our insurance is so fucked up. Like, I'm not, I don't have an American insurance right now. Yeah. So um, if I, say, broke my hip uh, and then moved back to an America and then had a complication because of my broken hip years later... Uh, under a lot of insurance companies, I would not be covered because it's a preconceived condition oh. because I wasn't insured when I broke my hip. Oh, fuck. Yeah, that's why That's why it's really fucked up. That's so funny. A friend yeah. of mine has, uh, um, she was born without her arm. Oh, wow. And um, her, her 
prosthetic is not covered via insurance because she was born without an arm. So it's a preconceived oh my God. condition. Wow, that's And inhumane. they cost thousands and thousands of dollars. That's insane. I don't know if you know that. Yeah. I mean, you you hear horror stories about the American uh, yeah. like healthcare system, but that's crazy. I think that might, I think that I mean, it, that would be quite alright. I think it's more like uh, I think if I go to the doctor with like a regular disease and they look at my papers, I go, "Ooh, but you have had some issues with this," you know. Oh yeah. I think you can you'll be taken less seriously. I think mm-hmm. I'm not quite sure. I don't know, but I just know she was very like, "You don't want this in your papers because you're young and you're still becoming a human." Mm. So I was very lucky. Uh, she was amazing. The best like she was amazing. Saved my life. Yeah. Uh, so because I had a depression and. Uh, battled with that during my I guess it's like high school the equivalent of high school 16 17 18 yeah yep high, high school. school that's yeah. high school so that was my whole and then so she taught me her lesson for me was just like don't like don't think about food that was my, my one lesson was just don't don't think about food just don't food is only there to make sure you can live mm-hmm. like don't and I had all these shirts like, oh, now I've started a new diet. And she'd always be like, no, 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 that's that's your sickness talking. Mm-hmm. Whenever you try and lose weight, that's your, that, that's the sickness going. Oh, but I should be like this. And and she taught me to accept myself and love myself. But it's hard because you can sit in a psychologist's office and completely be torn apart in your brain. And then you go outside and you see billboards and MTV and Disney, and you go, oh, yeah. Well, how is she right? Uh, how can she be right when mm-hmm. the whole world tells me differently? Yeah. Then I met a wonderful girl called Andrea uh, when I started studying Russian for two months. Uh, <laughs> and she, she was into this whole thing. She she was the f- person who told me, do you do now that's like a body acceptance thing? And I was like, you can accept your body? What? <laughs> and she just kind of talked me. She's, she's an amazing fat activist in Denmark. She goes, she's always the one they call on the radio when they want to talk about stuff like that. Yeah. And she's so, so cool. And she taught me about all of this. Then uh, as soon as I moved to England, I met Evelyn Mark, yeah. who told me about uh, that there's clothes on the internet you can wear. Like, oh, <laughs> I can wear clothes that I can fit. That's not just like a big bag. Mm-hmm. I can, oh my God. So then it just all kind of grew from then. And I became uh, a fat activist as well. Like I do lots of blogs and stuff. And, mm-hmm. You know, tweets, uh, world-saving <laughs> tweets. Uh, <laughs> Do you yeah. ever go to, I don't know, are there conferences or protests? Or? I'm going this Saturday. I'm go- oh, This is more like a nice thing. I'm going to a fat swap. Is it a clothing swap? Yeah. When I made the uh, Namaste Bitches now has a Facebook group. Uh, when I made uh, somehow that came up on other things you might be interested in. Amazing. Yeah, and yeah, I was yeah. like, oh, this is really cool. It's so cool because it's have so hard. Have you ever hard. been to it before? No, it's my first, my first fat swap. Yeah. Uh, it's it's I'm so excited because it's just like lots of fat girls and you all bring your old clothes that you can't you don't want to wear or you haven't worn or whatever and you just bring it and you just put it out there and then people can just walk past and take it and you can walk to the other tables and take whatever you want mm-hmm. like such a good thing because it's so hard finding clothes to, mm. to big to big girls to fat women um, what do you have to this is gonna sound super pat- patronizing do you have to shop at like different stores like, oh, yeah. do you have to yeah, like yeah. I can. I'm a size uh, twenty twenty two, mm-hmm. depending on the store. It could be way more than that. Yeah. So we have so few. I think it's like we we have so few. We have simply B just opened on Oxford Street. Mm-hmm. That's a plus size, a really expensive plus size store. I think H and M only goes up to like fourteen, maybe sixteen. They have like a, a I think that's the big biggest beautiful department, which is just like tents, tents yeah. with 
uh, one, sleeves. I have a uh, Desiree Birch, who's a really funny comedian, yeah? and will be in Edinburgh. And I think you'd like oh, her. Cool. She, she's a big girl. And and one time on stage, she was talking about it. She's like, "Have you ever been into a plus size store? It's scarves. <laughs> All they sell you is scarves." <laughs> it's true. It's it's always so like. Really, there's a, a an amazing fat actress as well called uh, Russell and Bell. She runs a, a, a comedy club in Manchester. Okay. The group therapy. I don't know. Oh, you it, should do it. Yeah. It's amazing. And she, uh, so she had a blog. I don't think she does it anymore. Where she'd, it's about fat fashion, and she'd go into the store and say, oh, "I'm going to buy this fat fashion thing," and she just took pictures of how it looked on her because these things are just it's tense like yeah. it's it's like carpets you just have to wrap around you and it's so funny it's just her taking pictures of her going really really you want me to wear this yeah she gets all of her clothes from america because you know she's quite stylish but you just can't get anything here that's not just is there a movement to make h&m and places like that sell yeah i bet there's a lot there must be a lot of signature things uh i'm not really into the fashion thing because i don't really care about yeah. it yeah um, but I know there are lots of people working on it because there's so many blogs with like amazing fat women who just know how to do clothes. Yeah, and it's just they're all just amazing and looks they all look great. And I, I follow them on Tumblr and I'm like this is amazing that people can they're so confident and as well. And it's just so because because there's this thing where people are t- slowly starting to accept fat confident women. Mm-hmm. But if you people who don't give a shit about clothes like you know they're not ex- like you know it's it's kind of hard so if you really go out there wear like bright pink and bright bright yellow and you have all the cool accessories and short hair and you're really like rocking it and people can go all right she's actually cool even though she's fat but if you just want to wear like a t-shirt and some jeans and you don't really care at all about makeup and hair you look like a slob mm. where it's like a fat if it's a fashion in Denmark at the moment it's just to look like you just got out of bed if you're skinny so if you're fat it's because oh you're lazy yeah. But if you're oh. like really skinny and blonde, it's like, oh, okay, you just got out of bed because you're just so hot. <laughs> so you don't have to do anything because yeah. you just yeah. be pretty. Yeah, that's exactly. Your job. Interesting. Okay, guys, I'll be honest. I am pretty excited to do my little 10 minute meditation because I have been, I'm just a little overwhelmed today because I'm getting everything ready because tomorrow I go to New York City for a month which I'm pretty excited about, nervous and excited. But um, just so you know, I do have shows in New York. You can see them all on my website, abigalia.com. They are all there for you to see. I will be at the end of June uh, doing two days of my Edinburgh show, Postcoital Confessions at the Creek in the Cave. So please come to that. And um, I will also be teaching in Harlem, Bikram Yoga Harlem, uh, so please, if you're a listener and uh, you've never been to Bikram Yoga Harlem or you're part of the Bikram Yoga Harlem family, um, I'd love to see you in class. I'll be teaching June 7th at 12.30 p.m., June 26th at 6.30 p.m., and June 7th, June 27th, excuse me, at 10 a.m. And that's all on BikramYogaHarlem.com as well. Um, do I have any other information about going to New York. Oh, here's something about Namaste Bitches. I'm going to try while in New York to do one episode of week, a week because I know so many health professionals there and I want to try to get some of those in 
uh, while I'm there. Also, if you know someone who maybe a yoga instructor, a holistic health counselor, or um, or even a doctor, a general practitioner here in London that you think would be an interesting guest on Namaste Bitches, um, send me their information or connect us via Facebook and um, I'd love to have them on. That's pretty much it. Let's get back into the podcast. Uh, just Sophie have so many cool things to say. We start getting into a little bit of the beach body campaign if you're an American or you're from Norway, Anders. Uh, you might need to check that out online, but it was a campaign that went up all over uh, the subway system in New York and people just hated it. And it was really cool to see um, London rally and be like, you know what? Uh, we don't want ads like that around. So thanks, guys. It was very interesting. But uh, yeah, we get into a little bit about that. And we talk about stand-up comedy and how some people are self-deprecating about their looks. Whereas when Sophie goes on stage, she just owns it. You know, she's gorgeous and she's fat and she just says it and it's great. And other people are still apologetic about what they look like. And uh, Sophie's opinion on that. Okay, let's go. So you've seen it get better, um, like, as far as fat activism goes, since you've started doing it, or since as you've grown up? Yes, or... I, I did affect the movement. Yeah. Is... <laughs> no, um, <laughs> you are the one. Yes, you are right. I did do that. Well, how long have you been a fat activist for? It must have been since I met Andrea, which must have been... I was probably doing... Count, oh, 2012, I think. Yeah, because it must have been 2012 or something like that. So not for that long. Uh, so yeah, three, three, four years. Um, and there's a mix, because it's both because then I moved here, mm -hmm. which uh, it's just more progressed in England, just more, more, way more than in Denmark. Also because there's almost no fat people in Denmark, so you're more a minority, so they don't care as much. Okay. Um, where here, you know, you, like for example, when they did that, uh, advert that uh, the Juliet was a big part of as well. The um, yeah, are you beach body mm. ready mm -hmm. advert? Yeah. <coughs> when I, I saw the first time I saw that, I just thought, oh well, you'll have to accept that. Coffee, coffee, coffee. I was just like, oh, you, I'm just gonna have to accept that. And then all of a sudden, I saw that all these people were against it, and I was like, oh wait a minute. In Denmark, that's every day. Like we just have to accept that there are certain adverts that are like so body shaming. Where in Denmark, we don't have body shaming. No one talks about body shaming in Denmark. That's not really a thing. I'll be honest. When everyone flipped out about that article, part of me, or that ad, part of me was just like, is this is this the first time you guys have seen it? Because they're all over the States. Yeah. So, oh, yeah, yeah, like, yeah. I, I, I remember the first time I saw it and just being kind of like, okay. And, yeah, like, yeah, like I didn't, it didn't affect me deeply until everyone, I thought it was cool how everyone came together and was like, no, we mm. don't want that. But it also totally drove up their sales. I don't know if you know that. I know. I know. I, I did. A, <laughs> I did a status about it. Okay. Uh, because a lot of pe people who are, you know, like people who are like aggressive and devil's advocate for everything. I'm not going to mention names. But there are certain people on Facebook who are always like, guys, you do know that this is what they wanted, blah, blah, blah. But when people go crazy over stuff like this, when people create a big storm, mm -hmm. It's not because of the company, because we know we're never going to change them, and we know we're never going to stop these right. adverts from... It's about those girls who see it and think, oh, so that's a fact. Them hearing that there's loads of women going, no. So it's not for it's not for the company, it's for the people watching right. it going, oh, wait, this, we sh I shouldn't accept this. Like, little insecure, like me as a 14-year-old would have needed to see someone go, that's not okay. So I had that other point of view. Yeah. Going, no. What I, I mean... 
the collective no means that maybe ads like that won't go up in the subway anymore. Hopefully, yeah. Uh, the, the company will always, no one's going to shut yeah. down a company, but yeah. And you're going to start seeing it other places because that was a very, very obvious one. That's right. a very obvious, you're not good enough to go to the beach if you're fat. That's so, like, that was the main thing. But it's like that in all that, like, maybe people will start noticing any commercial where there's people on a beach. Maybe they'll start noticing, oh, wait, they're all skinny. That's weird. Mm-hmm. Maybe it'll start to some kind of collective focus on on this huge problem which is that there's so many people who don't get represented anywhere mm-hmm. who don't feel welcome anywhere like people who won't go to the beach ever because yeah. they just you know they're going to be called whales if they go there because that's just how life is how do you feel about comedians who perform and are self-deprecating to their look because you go on stage and you're like I'm fat deal with it and yeah. I'm also wonder- wonderful but when people are like Ugh. the first the first couple of years I did that because yeah. I was in Denmark and it was what you had to do and people loved it. Like I, I have a joke, it's a stupid little joke where I say, uh, um, whenever I sleep with a skinny guy, it gets a bit weird. It's just this whole, there's all the insecurity where he doesn't like his body and I don't like his body. And it's just like a little silly one. But I remember when I first wrote that, I wrote it in, De- in Danish in Denmark and the second I got backstage, they all went, oh, you should change that. It should be because I don't like my body and he doesn't like my body. And I said, like, but that's not what I want to say. That's not my... And they were like, yeah, but it's funnier because it's more believable. Mm. And I was like, oh. And that was the first time no, I started thinking... I think it's thinking, funny because that's not what everyone exactly. thinks you're going to say. Yeah, and also that's... You're like, the, yeah, I know how to write a joke, Abdul. <laughs> exactly, yeah. But it was, that's just a Danish attitude. Like Because I, I, I've done loads of like fat, uh, positive jokes. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, I've done them for ages as well. Because uh, I think it's important to say, and you know, I don't have anything else. And <laughs> and I, I I was gonna I had like a tagline, and I went to Denmark to to talk about jokes with some comics, and I would just tell them the whole bit, and then I was about to go to the tagline, and they all just went, "Oh yeah, that's never gonna work." I was like, "Oh," I was like, "No, no, but this this bit is already done." They're like, "It's yeah, it's too unrealistic. Like no one would believe that you that you like your body." I was like, "Oh, I've been doing it for six months in England, and it works." Mm-hmm. Well, because Denmark is just another attitude uh, to that. And um, oh yeah, so so in the beginning I was self-deprecating because that's what you learn. All fat people, like they're um, like uh, bottom, they're they're uh, what's it called? Foundation. Yeah. What we grow up with is learning that we're not really worth as much as other people, and we don't really deserve the space, and we should be apologetic. So I get why you want to say that. But there's also a thing about doing doing fat jokes. It's all. It's all. It's kind of like reclaiming it as well. Mm-hmm. To go down. No, I'm the one saying the fat jokes. I know all the jokes. I know what you're gonna say. I know what you can say, and I can make it funny. So fuck you guys with your comments. It kind of feels like that in a way, but mm-hmm. it also helps. Uh, it kind of helps establishing that that is just a fact. That's how you should be. Mm-hmm. So I can't really blame them because I get where they're coming from. But I would all. I would always say if they if I was asked and if I was. I would always say to them, you know, it's just stop hating yourself. Yeah. Like, just because it's not, it's not healthy to be on. It doesn't feel good to go on stage and say, oh, yeah, I'm not really worthy of anything. Oh, I can't. No one would fuck me because I'm fat. Because it goes in your head, like when you keep repeating it to yourself. It's just not, it's not mentally healthy. Yeah. And if, if I may say, I'm pretty sure you get a fair amount of tail. 
<laughs> no. No? God, no, no. No? But you know what? People think so. I think people in my head, I'm, so. like, yeah, I'm like, yeah, It's the worst combination. You want to be the girl who gets laid a lot and people don't really notice. I'm not. I'm the opposite. <laughs> I'm always like, yeah, dick. And I'm like, once a year. Maybe once a year if I'm lucky. <laughs> oh, really? <laughs> yeah, I, I just assumed because you kind of like presented on stage like, yeah, yeah. I'm a whore. Yeah. And I'm like, good for her. I know. Oh, no, I am. So am it. I. I say yes to 100% of the office, but it is still once a year. <laughs> So in some way, I'm technically, I'm statistically slutty. Uh, <laughs> oh, that should be next year's Edinburgh show. Statistically St- slutty. Statistically slutty. <laughs> the slutty version. Oh, that's amazing. <laughs> um, you were talking a little bit about uh, having to choose between mental health and f- physical health. Am I saying yeah, that Yeah, right? physical health, yeah. Um, so how, what, what do you do to keep your, your mind safe and healthy? Um, Are you still in therapy? No, I, I stopped seeing. I mean, I, I, I just want to continue seeing her because it's the best thing. It's kind of like doing. Did a you podcast. meet her here? Or no, did no, no, no. It's in Denmark. Okay. Uh, so that's why you go back. So that's why. Yeah, I just want to keep seeing her because now it would just be me telling her how well I'm doing, and she'd mm-hmm. be like, "I'm so proud of you." But yay! It's like a second mother. Yay. Aww. <laughs> uh, did you start she, seeing her when you were 16? Yes, mm-hmm. uh, she was a, a family therapist. That says a bit about my family. <laughs> <laughs> she was so great, and she uh, so started seeing her twice, twice a month, I think, and then. It, became once a month and became once every other month and then uh the last couple of years the last thing i spoke to her about was wanting to become a comedian Mm -hmm. and uh she said you do know you'll have to uh like you'll never know when when the next paycheck comes in and you'll constantly live in like this weird artistic world where you never know and i was like yeah i know it's fine i'll be fine and she's like yeah thank you she came and saw my show once as well oh yeah She's really, she's like the coolest woman in the world. Yeah. And I, as then I sent her flowers once, she got really angry. She was like, you, I, it's a job for me, it's a job. Oh, this is what happened, actually. This is, this is how, oh, this is the best thing. After eight years in therapy, um, eight years, I tried to, I talked to her about UNICEF, and like, because uh, I worked for UNICEF. And I said to her, like, hey, do you want to join UNICEF? She said, no, I do my charity. I said, what do you do? And she said, well, I have free clients, like clients I have for free. That's my charity. I was like, oh, that's amazing. Good for them. And she said, what do you mean? It's like, I like you guys. I was like, what do you mean you? She's like, oh, you didn't know? <laughs> like, you've, I've, your dad stopped paying the bill after six months. I was like, what? She's like, you didn't know? I was like, no. So my dad just stopped paying the bills for my therapist. And then for seven, eight years, he just had me for free. Wow. I had no, isn't that amazing? I was like, because if, if, if she had just said, well, you know, goodbye. Yeah. Who knows? That's amazing. Wow. It's the best thing anyone's Did ever done. Did you cry? Like, I have goosebumps. Yeah, I know. <laughs> no, it was just so overwhelming. And I, I think I became a bit like, oh, my God, I'm so, so sorry. I'm so, I've am so. i been talking for so long. Oh, my God, I'm so, so sorry. You're doing this for free. And she's just like, no. Like, she basically said, this is going to sound like bragging again. She said that like, I was one of the easiest clients. Because I've always been very introvert. And I'm a lot in my own head. And she said, the last four years, you've just come in told me what had been wrong, how you were going to fix it. And I said, sounds good. And then you left. <laughs> okay, well, fair enough. <laughs> um, yeah, so, so I be think... like, you know what? I should not charge you. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> You're yeah. welcome. You owe me some money, therapist. <laughs> I've taught you about my psyche. I don't... I, it's about whenever I get... Uh, I can recognize, like, the voice in my head. I can recognize the voice, the damaging voice, like mm-hmm. the one that... Or the, the, the instinct. So whenever I go... Like if I if I'm heartbroken, my first thought will always be okay. Then I'll lose weight. I go oh wait a minute, where does that thought come from? Well, it comes from everything I've learned. Da 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 da. The media. That's 
totally wrong that's hurtful that's damaging you'll get much more out of just being happy that's what like if you want to attract a man which is in itself stupid to have that kind of thought just be happy and then work on that and then I like talk myself down my recent big challenge was when I joined a gym because I was heartbroken I not get I get heartbroken more than I get laid (laughs) (laughs) don't we all (laughs) and I and I got uh, so and I was so frustrated I felt all of a sudden I got this urge to exercise because I wanted to move my body because I wanted to just get all the frustration out and Mm -hmm. I was like this is okay maybe I can for the first time do exercise without becoming sick because that's you know it, it would always become like a sickness thing in my head. I always you know I always I just I'll start looking at the calorie count and I'll think how much am I losing by this and then afterwards I won't eat anything fatty because oh but then that that kind of takes away from the exercise and all those sick thoughts of someone who's been on a diet for for her whole life. But then I was like okay I can do this and I, it was so I went so carefully to the gym. And then this guy started asking me all these questions, like, what's your end goal? And I was like, I just want to sweat more than I cry. <laughs> <laughs> and he got all nervous. They always get nervous around fat people, because I think they've seen a lot of the us cry. <laughs> he was so nervous. And he brought me into this guy who had to take my blood pressure. <laughs> I think they, I do that with everyone, but I was just like, ooh, you're afraid I'm going to die? Uh, and my blood pressure was high, obviously. And I was just like, oh my God, why can that be? And he was so nervous. He was just like... Uh, I don't. I don't know. Do you sleep enough? <laughs> oh, I just can't imagine what it is. I can't. Why with my blood? And I was like, Don't worry, it's fine. I know I'm fat. And he was like, <laughs> Took it three times, and at the end, he was like, Oh, it's not high anymore. I was like, Okay, good. <laughs> but then it was so hard being in that environment because it's so combined with like all the years I spent in a gym, hating myself, doing it because I just wanted to be skinny so I could be accepted. And like I thought being skinny would make me happy, and I thought like I was so wrong being what I was. It was so hard sitting there. Like I had to put like a towel over the thing because you can't turn off the thing that shows you how long you've been doing it, like the exercise bike or how many calories you've burned yeah. or oh, do more, do more, go, go, go. Whatever. I just had to like have music in my ears or a podcast and completely cover up everything that reminded me of I'm in a gym and just ha- I feel like I close my eyes and fun- uh, focus and on my fell body. Off the Close my eyes. Punch this guy in the face when I fell off the bike. Yeah, I'm not allowed back now. Uh, so it's about clo- yeah, it's just like close my eyes and going like I'm exercising because I want to move my body. How does this feel? How does this moving of the body feel? Because it feels good when you don't focus on just need to lose weight. Oh, oh, eleven calories, twelve calories. <gasps> Yay! That's almost a what like a glass of water. Uh, <laughs> uh, and the same with swimming because that was really hard. It's really really hard. Like. If you're not like part of this movement, so many. Fa- I mean, it's so hard. I, I was, I felt really bad because I should love my body because that's like my what I'm saying. But still, in a bathing suit, like, oh, like yeah, e- like years before that, I had shame about being naked in front of people, and now I was going to be in a bathing suit, like in a oh uh, in a gym. But I and I did it, and I was in the in the pool, and then I see this fat girl come out. And she looked more nervous than me. And I was like, oh, this is why I'm here. Mm-hmm. I'm here because I have to do because I can do this. I can't. I, like, I've lived enough and I know enough so I can do this. And when I, I know that when she saw me, I could see that she was like more relieved because I was like, oh, we're too fat. Girl. I was like, yeah, yes, yes, <laughs> yes, revolution begins here <laughs> in the water. <laughs> and I create like my own swimming strokes because I don't know how to swim properly. I just say, well, if I get forward, that's how I'm going to do it. <laughs> yeah. I don't care about, you know. That's, that was a big, big struggle, yeah. was to get over that bump in the road. And then the following day, 
wanting to do it again because oh but now i'm on track to losing weight like wait 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 that's a sick thought as well do you want to do you want to move your body or do you want to stay in bed and watch netflix Mm -hmm. today i want to stay in bed and watch next and that's also okay whatever you want to do is okay that's that's bringing back to the the advice it's like you you will no matter what you want yeah no matter what you want you know you want to be it's like when you're sad and uh, i don't know about you but when i get sad i do everything to push that out of the way like oh i'm sad Ooh, gotta wipe the tears away and watch some netflix that's funny and she was very like you know just feel it mm-hmm. it's okay to be sad it's okay to be heartbroken it's okay to be tired too tired to exercise it's okay to eat a whole pizza just eat the whole pizza whatever and that's like the letting go of that voice that goes you're not good enough nothing you do is good enough you'll never be i think that's why I'm, i i can do stand-up because that's like the that's the thing I've been telling myself my whole life. It's like, you're not good enough. You'll never be good enough. And you just stand up and you're just like, oh, that's, I'm used to that voice. Mm-hmm. <laughs> when people go, oh, not good enough yet. I'm like, yeah, whatever. <laughs> oh, well, I, I've already said the things in my head that, that you could think of saying because, you know, I've, I've gone through this. Yeah. Uh, yeah, so I think trying to keep, I don't know, I'm just babbling, aren't I? No, uh, you're great. <laughs> it's really interesting. Trying to keep mental health is just about, like, taking those things in your head that's either things you've been taught by media or you know friends or things that aren't facts basically i'm trying to stick to facts mm-hmm. it's not a fact that skinny equals beautiful that's not a, it doesn't say so anywhere it's not in the any science books it's not a thing it's not a, an actual thing the fact is you know the earth is round that's a fact like that's a fact and just think so whenever you go oh i'm disgusting if i eat a pizza you go why why are you disgusting if you eat a pizza where do you have that from who says that who told you where's what book is that in mm-hmm. like well, it's not, a, it's not in any books. It's not a thing. It's just something someone has taught me because they want me to hate myself so that I buy their fucking diet books. And yeah. I have bought most of them, so <laughs> so I'm fine. Yeah. So I think that's, that's challenge, challenging the voices. And sometimes I'll have a voice and I'll go, oh, that's my mom. Oh, <laughs> no, no, no. Go, you go back in there. <laughs> okay, so during Pierre Nouvelli's Namaste Bitches, we had a phantom bee come into the room here in sophie haken's episode of namaste bitches we just have sirens um it was a busy day in camden apparently a lot of crime on my small little street but i'm sorry about that the only way that can be fixed is if i soundproof my entire apartment which i can't afford to do but if you wanted to do it by all means come over and soundproof the place for me Um, We're starting to wrap up. I'm not going to go into what we're getting into next. It's just Sophie says something. She gets into a little speech at the end. And I mean, you could put it to music. It's pretty cool. And I just want to thank you guys again for listening to the podcast because there's literally thousands of podcasts to download all over the internet. So thank you for taking the time to listen to this one. If you like it, please go on iTunes, rate it. Um, if you're not on iTunes and you're listening to this via Gate Crash Network, thank you. Maybe share it with a friend. Join the Namaste Bitches Podcast Facebook group. Tell your friends about the Namaste Bitches Facebook group. And let's create a cool little community where we can talk and, I don't know, figure things out. Because this podcast for me it's not a podcast about me having the answers it's not really even a podcast about my guests having the answers it's just getting different people from different walks of life talking about wellness and how they live and how to make it easier to function in life that's really 
all the meaning of life, guys. That's really what this podcast is about. I think it's about the meaning of life, and by the end of it, we'll figure it out. So, yeah, uh, please share it with your friends. Please rate it, talk about it, and let's get back to uh, the final section of this podcast with Sophie Hagen. Um, with being on the strict diet that you are on right now, are you nervous about losing weight? I am a bit. I'm a bit. I'm a bit uh, sad about it because, because I'm, I'm. I'm afraid it's going to bring back those like ooh. Like I don't want to look at myself in the mirror and be thinner and then think ooh that looks better, and I'm scared that that's going to happen. Be- and also, the worst thing is the worst thing is that the comments because I did it three years ago when I did the same gallbladder thing and the comments it's just every person you'll meet will go have you lost weight oh my god you look so good and you just want to punch them in the face and go fuck you you've uh you mentioned that in one of your blogs someone was Mm -hmm. like and you said you lost weight and you're like I'll probably just gain it back and they were like never yeah 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 there's a comedian in Edinburgh who said that oh you've lost weight I I just got so angry it was just like yeah, then I'll have to eat a lot of pizza. He's like, no, <laughs> you'll never do it. I was like, whoa. But he's also someone who's lost a lot of weight. So I was like, traitor. <laughs> it doesn't count. Doesn't count. Uh, yeah, so a bit, I'm going to hate all the, co- especially when I go back to Denmark. And mm-hmm. they'll be like, oh, and then they're like, yay, you finally accepted what, you know, your destiny or whatever. They'll, they'll oh, it's just so annoying. I don't, as I want to, I want to be a fat girl who, I mean, it means so, I did a show where I talked about it a few months in February in Leicester and uh, a fat woman came up to me afterwards with tears in her eyes and mm. it was just that like okay that this is this is why I'm doing this this is why I'm that means so much more than having a hundred men if being skinny and then having a hundred more men hitting on me that means so mm. much more to having been up there and she was like I've suffered from depression it's a uh, it's, a, it's the first time anyone has it's the first time I've I've been aware of the fact that I actually could love myself she hadn't even considered that, that was a possibility. It was just either like skinny or self-hatred. And I was just like, this is, this is so important. And I can't be, sk- I mean, I'm never going to get skinny. I'm going to get the surgery before that happens. But still, it's just, it's, it's a huge thing. Like your body is, is, you know, everything. It's every day. And if that changes, it's going to affect your mind somehow. And I'm scared. I'm not going to be, sh- I'm not really scared. I know I'm, I know I'm strong enough to handle it, but it will be a challenge to go, okay things are changing now and I think I'll I think I'll hate it That's you went the, through this once before though yes I had six months of this before so so you kind of know what's coming that's yeah. good it is yeah was it hard I, I'm assume you had some issues with it the first time around yeah it was hard it listening was listening to the voice the <laughs> oh voice. Yeah, yeah definitely it is like uh, and, and it's nice it's nice getting the comment it's nice someone going you've lost what you because then you get to go fuck I, I used to do it on stage I'd say I've lost uh, pounds is the double of kilo, isn't it? Yeah, almost ish. Yeah. Okay, so I used to go up and say, "Oh, I lost, uh, I lost uh, thirty pounds," and they go, "Woo!" And I just go, "Fuck you!" Yeah, <laughs> and then I just talk about it, like, "No, because I'm sick. Fuck you guys. You're assuming that it's, uh, that's a good thing. Why is yeah. skinny better than being fat? Is that what you're saying?" Uh, it would not. It would not be funny. But I loved yelling at the audience. It's yeah. going, "Fuck you guys. Fuck you." Like if I went up and said I gained thirty pounds, you wouldn't do this. Fuck yeah so that I like that I talked about it a lot on stage because it was it took up so much of my of my life also because mm-hmm. that's the crazy thing is that when I don't eat 
like fatty foods because mm-hmm. I've used that to numb feelings. So now I feel everything. And that's scary. That's how I feel when I stop drinking. <laughs> not nice. It's not nice. It's scary. You yeah. just honestly, if you're sad, you're just sad. You're like, oh, where's my pizza? You're like, oh, God, I can't have pizza. I just have mm-hmm. to feel the sadness. Oh, my God. And it's so overwhelming when you spend your whole life just numbing down things. The first time I, I did some anger management stuff with my. And the opposite, anger expression, because I never. I would never show anger, mm-hmm. never f- express anger. And then my psychologist took me like on a one-hour course, a two-hour course, where she just like taught me through it. And and the, I had a meet. I met my best friend, the the the, the blueberry, the, the, that girl afterwards. And I punched her in the face because she said something <laughs> annoying. And I just had that whole oh, best friends yeah, forever. <laughs> like just express your feelings. And she was like, oh, I don't want to go to that cafe. And I was just like, Poof. I was like, oh my god, I'm so sorry. <laughs> so now I'm just feeling all these things and having to deal with that as well just to play devil's advocate isn't a lot of people would say it's healthier to eat cleaner mm. and then feel those feelings than to mm. put pizza on top of them it's mentally much healthier yeah it, it, it really is and that's that's the thing because i i will never get men that's that's <laughs> my excuse it's all a journey right it's all a, <laughs> it's journey. All a journey but also it's it's I, I won't ever get mentally healthy like it's mm-hmm. always going to be there i'll never be able to eat and you eat like eating is it's not like any other addiction where you can just not ever touch a drink yeah again. yeah it's, not, it's like being an alcoholic but you have to have like one shot of whiskey every day but you can't have anything else it's because you have to eat and which is why a lot of people go on the slim fast diet, which is just like a powder, because then it's like I did. A, I wrote copy for them for their app. They actually fired oh, me really? because I was. They were like, "You're not allowed to give actual nutritional advice in it," and I was like, <gasps> "But it's but, but I did it. I did the slim fast diet for two days to see what it's like. Yeah. And while I did it, I also entered the calorie count into my fitness plan or mm-hmm. whatever my fitness pal. Mm-hmm. And the thing about my fitness pal that I like is you enter the calories and it just tells you what will happen in five weeks. So if you eat oh, wow. 3,000 calories, um, it'll be like by – if you continue eating 3,000 calories a day and not exercising in five weeks, you will be up to 185 pounds. Or if you keep eating 2,000 calories and exercising in five weeks, you'll be down to – 160 pounds or something Whoa, like which right. is kind of cool to it, it it's no judgment it's no good job or it's like <laughs> or 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 bad job it's just like this is what you're doing and this could possibly be the result oh, okay and so i entered all the slim fast stuff in and it's the only time it's ever warned me it was like you Five are dangerous it was like it was like you are eating too few calories and if you continue doing this, it may affect your metabolism long term. It's in a warning, being like, "This is not good." And SlimFast is all sugar. I'm, I'm not, I'm not, I'm shocked, but I'm not shocked because yeah. that's the thing about these diets and all the diet books. It's not meant to help you lose weight. Yeah, I, I read some statistics, and I, I, I it's unbelievable. It's it wouldn't weight be watches. a billion dollar industry if oh, it works. Yeah. And yeah, exact. And also, like Weight Watchers, it's, it's like I think it was two percent who kept their weight down. Wow. And out of those, it was like within two years, it would come back. And that's the that I know of the most positive weight loss program. That's the yeah. one where 
I mean, it probably helps that their slogan is Weight Watchers Works. But uh, <laughs> what should we have as a slogan? <laughs> it's going to be quite difficult to change your diet. No, 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 no. We don't want to do that. <laughs> Slim, fast. Good one, good one. Yeah. Not, this is going to destroy your metabolism. Because they, they don't want it to work. The only thing that's going to sound like the Well, you'll, you'll like this. You're American. The, the ones I had that had the most help was Dr. Phil's son's book. <laughs> That I'm was, not ready. Oh, no, of course. No, who, I have, for some reason. Dr. Phil's son wrote a diet book. It was basically... Oh, I thought Dr. Phil wrote a book called Sons. <laughs> I didn't realize it was his son who wrote it. What was, was his like, name? I was like, is it about meditation? What's it about? <laughs> oh, son. Son, son. son yeah. Oh, no, no, no. His son. Uh, it was the only diet book I've read where it was focusing on like your your feelings. And it was mm. all about psychology and... Which is it is like when you, like if you've been fat your whole life, you're not gonna lose weight if you go, oh there's a diet book here and oh you just have to eat, what was that five seven is that what it's called, five you eat something for five days and then you eat something for two days like it's yeah. it, it's something in your psyche that makes you the size you are like if there are healthy uh, people who are fat who just look like that and whatever but. In my situ- like in my situation, in lots of people's situations, you can't just lose weight by eating healthy because you you're gonna have like a setback. It's not you have to mm-hmm. have your mind in it. You have to figure out well, why did I get fat in the first place? Mm. Is it just because it's habits? Is it just that? Then fair enough. Or was it because you'd use it to numb your feelings? Because salad's not gonna numb your feelings, so you have to deal with that first. Otherwise, it's not gonna happen. And so all the diet books, all the diets, is just like Weight Watchers, which is it's like everything I've read about Weight Watchers. It's, it's evil. Like they're they're evil. Mm-hmm. It's just all about you know come and the shame and you have to get up on the on the scales and in front of, front of people. Jesus Christ! That sounds weird because I I have a scale which I get on I get on Jags well I'll use it and then I'm like we have to put this away mm. because this is unhealthy. Yeah. But um, you're supposed to weigh yourself at in the morning like first thing in the bathroom mm. like if you go to a meeting at 2 p.m that's what i don't understand it's like yeah. i'm not getting on a scale i weigh five more pounds than i yeah. did this morning because i've eaten like yeah, i've eaten five pounds of food yeah it's still in me yeah yeah i've had to get rid of scales yeah because that brings back the all the thoughts like and then, and then you do it every day you go, oh my god I lost 500 kilograms oh my god I'm gonna kill a kilogram that's too much isn't it that's that's why it's my body weight <laughs> <laughs> oh god I've lost the all thing of is, me. is I don't know the metric system that well so in my head I was like good for you <laughs> what's okay. that like a half that's a pound kilo kilograms Jesus Christ kilograms Kil- yeah if you lost grams. 500 kilograms yeah, yeah grams grams yeah, yeah. <laughs> like cause I weigh 79 kilograms so oh, if you lost if you lost 500 kilograms, you have kilo. lost <laughs> several people. <laughs> what well, did you do? Weigh a, lot. a mass murder. <laughs> people listening, I am huge. <laughs> I weigh, uh, I love my weight because it's one, it's 123.45 kilograms. One, two, three, four, five. Oh, that's really I love cool. that. I love that. Most people go, no, you're not that big. I'm like, no, no, listen. One, two, three, four, five. It's fun. They're like, no, 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 no. You're not that big. It's like, oh, Jesus. I think it's because so many people lie about their weight. I weigh uh, about 100, between 175 and 180 pounds in America. In, in America. No in, uh, in pounds. In, in <laughs> the imperial system. In about 79. 79 kilograms. 79 kilograms. Okay. And I kind of think it's important for 
people to be honest about how much they weigh because I know so many people lie about it that I don't I don't know yeah. what 65 kilograms looks like or 140 pounds looks like yeah and because diets are like you want to live around the 120 I'm like that's that's a lot of me to lose like that's so you know what I mean yeah it's like I don't if if that person says they weigh 120 pounds, I, th- they might be lying by a lot, and I just wouldn't know. Yeah, yeah, you yeah. Know? But, but I think in the ideal world, ideal world, you'd never think or know anything about calories, and you'd never step out on a scale, and you'd judge how you felt about yourself by how your body feels. Mm. Do I feel well? No, maybe it's because I've eaten too much and my stomach can't handle and process because it's disgusting mm-hmm. for my for my st- for my body. You, your body will tell you. You get spots if you eat unhealthy. Like your body will tell you, oh shit, we can't have all this disgustingness in us. We'll have to put it out through your nose. Mm-hmm. So you, in my head, they should also because they're trying to simplify it. All, like I know because I've been on diet my whole life. I know all the things, and they're always trying to simplify it. So like, yeah. So they'll go. This is BMI, for example, is bullshit. We all know that by now, right? We all know BMI doesn't count. It's nothing. I don't understand it. Yeah, but it doesn't. No, it makes no sense. Yeah. Like according to that, like the most uh, fit Olympic stars are like morbidly obese because mm. they have muscle. It doesn't account for muscle, so fat percentage. And I think it's fat percentage is the best way of seeing it. But in my my ideal life would be. Well, basically, my friend's life, which is like being able to just feel what do I feel like eating right now? Oh, an orange, and then I'll eat an orange, and then you know, oh, now I'm hungry again. Oh, what should I eat now? Oh, uh, salmon. I want salmon. Like, uh, instead of now, where it's like I wake up, what am I gonna eat all day? What am I? What can I eat now? What can I, I need to eat now? What, I have to pack my bag with stuff because everything's about food because mm-hmm. that's my been my whole life. So in the ideal world, I would wouldn't know what I weighed. And one, one, two, three, four, five was a few years ago I don't have any idea what I weigh now mm-hmm. and I don't want to think about it I don't care I don't want to care I don't want to care about calories I don't want to care about these things I just want food to be something that I eat when I'm hungry because I like the taste of it and my body feels good when mm-hmm. it eats it I want to exercise I feel like exercising because I want to move my body because I'm frustrated because I want to sweat sweating is good that's what I, I don't want to know how much ca- many calories I burn or I, and I think, and that's my ideal world. It's when no one ever says, "What do you weigh? What What do I weigh? I'm on a diet. I can't eat that. I won't eat that. I need to eat that, but I won't let myself eat that." I just want to live in a world where that doesn't exist. That whole world doesn't exist because mm-hmm. it doesn't in the real world. In the real life, without adverts and TV and all of the things that they put in our heads to sell products, that doesn't exist. It's a universe they've created so they could make a lot of money. We're fine. Like we're fine. You can tell if you're not well. You can tell if you're not. And if you feel good about yourself, you'll f- you'll create that energy, and you know people will want to be with you. And it's it's not about size. Like I've seen like skinny girls be like because that's the thing. So I have a friend who's like moderately beautiful uh, and moderately skin skinny, and and even she gets boys to tell her that they think she's too fat. I'm like well. Then it's not about that. Then it's because they've used fat as a power tool. Mm-hmm. It's not about how much you weigh. Like, I'll never weigh as much as her. I'll never weigh less than her. I mean, just find nicer people who don't give a shit about those things. Yeah. Just just try and exclude that from your mind. And that is the hardest thing in the world. Because mm-hmm. I'll go outside in the street now and I'll see 11 adverts telling me the opposite. And then I'll meet 
whomever I meet, and they'll go, oh yeah, I'm trying to lose weight, and I go, oh, fuck yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so that's really, really hard. Oh, that was a beautiful little speech. <laughs> I wanted music underneath it. Oh yeah, please do. <laughs> um, where, I mean, we've hit an hour. We've pretty much okay. wrapped it up. Um, where I'll put in the show notes how people can find you and whatnot, but do you have anything coming up that you want I'd love to. Pe- do you know where your people are? Your listeners are from. This is everywhere. I, I, I mean, do we have listeners? Is I, anyone listening? Yeah. Uh, <laughs> listen, I don't want to brag or anything, but uh, I got a thank you letter from someone from Norway. Oh, yay. Uh, I'm going to Norway in, uh, next week. Who? Uh, Stavanger? Oh, she. Yeah. yeah. One of her volunteers sent me a message saying he's enjoying it. His name's Anders. Andy. Oh. Hi, Anas. I can say. Oh, there you You can say it right. Yeah. <laughs> Hi, Andy. <laughs> uh, yeah, well, I'll, yeah, be, yeah. I'll be everywhere. I'm, 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 You'll so meet him. He's, he he helps her so out. I might have met. Him. I must have met him at the uh, the the thing we did. Yeah, uh, uh, big the, the, uh, like tall bald guy, glasses. Mm. Say hi if you if you're there. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yes, yeah, so I'll be in Norway next week. I'll be in Denmark. I mean, I, I'm gonna post. I'm gonna do like a preview list as well because I'm doing the preview of my show, okay. which is kind of it's a bit about this as well, like about this whole beauty industry thing but it's also fun yeah <laughs> so i'm gonna be doing that in, in mostly in london over the next couple of months up until edinburgh and then i'll bring my show to edinburgh it's a free show cool so if you can't afford Goliath's show you should come and see mine yeah yeah or yeah. both yeah. Well, yeah or you can just see both and just, like, <laughs> probably be giving away some two don't for one tickets don't what yeah what's well, mine first <laughs> so there's no ex- expectations all right cool so uh on your website on go on my website Sophie my website is useless go on my twitter Sophie Hagen so F-I-E-H-A-G-E-N and also if you like listening to podcasts which you do yeah <laughs> I have I have one as well called Comedians Telling Stuff yeah which will will hopefully hopefully comedians will start answering me back and I'll actually make a new season yeah that'd be great I'm I'm free no pressure <laughs> I'd love to have you on there. I was yeah. gonna ask you but not on tape <laughs> <laughs> All right, now I've, I've made it awkward. Edit it was it such up. a no, beautiful no, no, no. ending. <laughs> Jesus like, Christ, that but, but can, I, can I be on your podcast? All right. Uh, thank you so much no, for coming, so much. And that's it. That's this episode of Namaste Bitches. It ends awkwardly with me asking Sophie Hagen if I can be on her podcast, which you should totally check out. Go to ComediansTellingStuff.com for her podcast. Tweet at her at Sophie Hagen. Tweet at me at Abigailia. Join the new Facebook group, Namaste Bitches Podcast. And, you know, go on iTunes, rate it, review it, tell your friends. And, again, I just really appreciate you taking the time to listen to this and uh, getting involved for those of you who already have with the Facebook group. I think this is going to be a lot of fun. And, oh yes, this episode was underscored by Vivaldi, always trying to share the hot new tunes with you all. Um, I think I'm on a, a kick with this, uh, this classical music thing. I think I like it. I think it'll stay for a while at least. But again, thank you for listening. Enjoy your day. I'm going to go meditate. Namaste. <laughs>